0: welcome to the push performance podcast good coverage what's up guys welcome back <laughs> to another episode of 51 right
1: 51 mm-hmm.
0: getting there wow. getting old bro how many wow. episodes have you been on sir probably
2: like eight wow yeah. eight or nine
0: this is andrew by the um, way back, well, back, at it again. Yep, back at it again he's here so what, what are you saying well what, what? uh <laughs> um yes what's going on Andrew? Nothing much. Haven't had you on in a while.
2: Yep, nice and Relatively slow. Yeah. That's all the, uh, the big cats are gone. So now we got some college guys in in the house, some high school guys, some gap year kids
1: getting ready for busy summer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be popping. Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of guys coming back. So that'll be fun. Reach out to a few of them. So we're, uh, we're in
0: business. Yeah. What was a big, big, like, what would be the word Unexpected, unexpected
1: <laughs> unexpected
0: unexpected thing you you got to that you enjoyed this offseason what was a, a, an enjoyment that you were not expecting that's better this offseason like wow like this is your first offseason with us right yeah so like what was your biggest enjoyment that you were not expecting like yeah you knew we worked with guys you knew all this stuff like what was
2: taking taking the info from guys like yeah. le- learning from the Well established guys, even even the non established guys, like just, just learning from them. Um, I, you know, obviously, at like a certain point, you know, you're their coach, but they're also they, they teach you a lot without them knowing it, and then you can then like relay that information on to other guys that that may need it. Like, I think about Burr a lot because, like, he every obviously the hot commodity of the offseason was sliders and cutters, right? For everybody, Which, for literally everyone, yeah. And they ended up like ter- working out mm-hmm. pretty well. It's like, but Burr and I, like, we talked a lot about about his cutter and how he throws it same with walker and like i use like pretty much their their exact use for the majority of guys if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't but but almost like tends to always start with with their stuff um and then uh but yeah i'd say that's probably the biggest enjoyment that i've that i've gotten out of the offseason just like learning from the guys
0: yeah yeah i mean i think burke taught everybody his cutter literally every everybody everybody yeah. Even Brock. Every, the even, majority of right-handed
2: pitchers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even Brock, though. That's yeah. what I said. He's a
0: left-handed yeah. pitcher. Like, Brock's cutter turned into a slider, though. Right. But he's throwing it really hard now. He's throwing it really hard. Yeah. So that's sick. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I was just interested because, yeah, you coming in new, you know, you weren't even sure that, you know, you wanted to be a full-time pitching coach. Yeah. Like, you started with us as a strength coach, and, like, you didn't know if you wanted – you were feeling overwhelmed by doing both. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's cool to see, like, how much fun you had. That's what yeah, I do. What I do, sure. you know, and like you thoroughly and enjoyed your. We're just giving you yeah. a bunch yeah. of compliments. No, right thank there. you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys.
2: Yeah. No, I. That's. I look back at it and just like. I think to myself like, dang, this this opportunity. Not not the opportunity is is, is one one thing, but the the fact that like I got to experience it. Obviously, like Simon ended up, ended up leaving. Like it just kind of like fell into my hands to, to just run with it. Like we ended up having a conversation when obviously things were like a little weird, and like. You were like, "Hey, like you're you you kind of like got to run the show now and like step on the gas, like do your thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just trust it." And like ever since that conversation, and like and then seeing the results, like actually, like you know, things were going well. And I was like, "You know what? Like I know what I'm doing. Like obviously, been here, done that. Let's let's just let's send it now." And just the uh, like, yeah, building the relationships with the guys and, and like getting to talk to them even now, like almost daily for a decent chunk of time. It just it's so that's the best cool. part right now. Yeah. Right. you and I and
0: watch. you know I had a conversation for 20 minutes this morning when mm-hmm. we first got here about a certain somebody that's working on some mechanical stuff yeah. in season with and it's just like mm-hmm. the fact that we even get to do that yeah right yeah. it's it's cool like they they come to us yeah right mm-hmm. continually all year mm-hmm. which is sweet um do you do you feel like the school you went to the university you went to is put you in the spot to be able to have the success you have here
2: 100%. yeah 100.
0: What yeah, made think, what made your school different? So well, Quite long two long things, long yeah.
2: Point long so well, well, one big piece was the fact that uh, I was actually just talking to an athlete about it earlier. Was like, so I went to Juco first, right, and that experience threw me in the, the spotlight of like learning how to how to train guys, how to train myself, like going about it on my own, and then getting help from from other other resources and kind of like first diving into that. And the way that happened was that I didn't have, we had a really good team, we had a really good JUCO, but the coaching staff like, were great people, but it wasn't like a development place, right? Um, and then I obviously went to Point Loma, then I ran into some really good coaches who like really, really cared, they cared about the development, um, and it was like, a, it was just a place where I was like, okay, like, this is what it looks like to, to one, be on a team and have a really good developmental program, even in season, right? Like that's a that's a big deal even now that we we obviously like we talk about i talked to the high school guys like doctor kids and whatever but um i think like yeah like the, the way that like just the baseball team and the coaching staff from school taught me what i needed and well, pieces of what i needed to know to like to be here it was it was huge
0: it was how to deliver the information yeah. right
2: yeah that was a huge piece too obviously and then obviously the the exercise sports science yeah kind of background and running in with with like good good professors in mm-hmm. school like that that obviously helped too um especially on the community communication side um yeah just overall is a great experience i think think it put me in a decent spot
0: what's the biggest thing you learned
2: from yeah from from, from school um from school obviously i would i would say like just the anatomy portion the biomechanics yeah. portion that's that's definitely Something you use part. every day here every <laughs> <way>. <laughs> yeah especially like the yeah the biomechanics portion of it is like even though we don't have the the things to like actually go into a lab and, and like break down movements, the eyes like tell a very big story. And I think that was something that luckily like my school, we we relied on our eyes a lot. Like we obviously did stuff in, in the biomechanics lab and like we could use it, but a big piece of what our like professors taught were like, hey, like you're not always gonna have this information available and you have to make your own judgments and get really good at judging things and like, you'll, you'll probably be, be good
0: to go. So yeah. Like you gotta think too in game, right. We were just talking about making adjustments, kind of what I want to go with today. So like making adjustments in season, like we're not going to throw, let's say a Ryan burst since we already talked about him on a, on a mocap yeah. in season, in game, right? You can't, you, well, you can't physically oh, do right, it, right? Right, right. right? It's yeah. impossible when you're on the, when you're on the bump, 60 feet, six inches away from the hitter, mm-hmm. it's time to compete. Right. So our job, we have to have such a good IDAR to see what's going on. Right. With with how they're moving, why they're moving the way they do, just knowing like taking away the biomechanic lab out of it. Right. right? So we can make our adjustments when needed. Right. Without, like you just said, doming them up. You know? And you know what, you going off that, like, how do we make in season adjustments? Yeah. Right. Like that's that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest question without doming somebody up, yipping somebody up, like. You yeah. know, I know somebody the other day, I don't know if you talked to him, but he threw like 12 balls in a row and it, it, it's not, it's not good. Right. And the fact that he's just lost on, on an island out there, like, what do we do at that point? Right. You know, so yeah. Building off of like the, just like seeing the movements, you know, and patterns and stuff like how much, how much adjustments are doable? How much, how much can you do physically in season? Cause you're limited on pitch counts, yep. right? You, you got your side. Um, so you got to take advantage of your side, your catch play. So like you can't throw a ton to make those yeah. adjustments, even like get a feel for a pitch or okay. stay on your backside or get, fix your center of mass or whatever it may be. You know How are we going to make those adjustments?
2: Yeah. Uh, it, it's funny because I look at – we just had a, a couple guys who are trying to get signed right now. They just finished up their last few days. But the last few weeks they've been in lives, and like it's the same exact thing. I can't go out and throw them a bunch of cues because – First of all, like, they're in a setting of where, one, they need to throw hard. And if they're already throwing relatively hard and they're in live sessions, like, the goal is to compete. Yeah, am I going to be there after the after the fact? Like, we'll have a little session about, like, their TrackMan report, 100%. But if we start going into like, nitpicking mechanical adjustments and telling them those adjustments to make out loud to them, instant dome up. If you ask any college or any, my like, my career, for example, like, Instant thought was like, oh, if anyone told me, oh, I'm doing this, com- com- competitive mode was out the window.
0: Well, it reminds me that reminds me of like a literally dad yelling from the stands saying, yeah. you know, well, I don't know, some bullshit cue, yeah. right, right? To their yeah. son, you or say, the third base coach yeah. is telling them, like, keep your hands back or keep your shoulder closed or whatever, like, like to the hitter. Gonna like, that's, that's like, actually going to help. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
2: So, yeah, I think, I think the ways that you can kind of um, help bias. You know it obviously depends on the guy but it, it helps a ton especially like with the guys that we work with in season who we're here all off season got to see the throw and then we can kind of look back on the video now and then then um but i think i think a really good way is is obviously like queuing in plyos in cat and in catch play and then the second there's any sort of mountain focus that's out the like you let them know like hey that's out the window and now you like now focus on your, Focus on your, on your shapes, like do your thing. Right. But like they are racking up a decent amount of throws every day with plyos and with catch fly. And that's a totally fine time where I think you can, you can give them like a small cue here and there. And generally speaking, like, especially for dudes who've been training all off season with like good movement patterns, there wasn't anything glaring when they shipped off. You just kind of go back to those and like see what's changing and keep it super simple. Yep. Don't necessarily tell them what's wrong with them. Don't tell them like, oh, you're 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 leaking forward or like you're staying too far behind your backside. Like just put them in a position that's going to fix that position or fix that issue and just let them run with it and like don't really tell them anything, um, unless they're super intuitive and like if that's how they are then, then run with it. But um, that's one way I think Plyos, I think like using external uh, objects um, such as like. Uh, a Corvino belt or like fans or something that like puts them in. Yeah. Just, honestly, just putting guys in different positions and just let them figure it out. Um, and like generally speaking, that, that tends to work pretty
0: well. So yeah. Or just talk about tempo, right? Yeah. Slowing them down, speeding them up, yep. you know, taking a shuffle step, you know, yeah. tapping longer, yep. whatever, and whatever it may be, you know, and an art, and art, like I look at things too, it's like your catch play, that's your, literally your job for the day. Yeah. Like you need to have max intent mm. in that catch play, not max intent velocity wise, yeah. But just okay. mass intent focus on, on that catch play. Right. And what's the doll, ball coming out? Like, right. What's my arm path like, mm-hmm. you know, how's my hips like what's, what's going on? How's my foot staying connected to the ground? Right. What's my stride length like, right? Like those are things you need to just think about in catch play. Yeah. If you're going mm-hmm. through it, right. If you're not going through it, don't think about anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And then on our side, like where we can speak your language too, is like in the weight room, I can manipulate certain patterns in the weight room, like in their lifts and their A block, their B block, whatever, mm-hmm. maybe their post their post throw, like, uh, I call it like a flush session, mm-hmm. like not actually flushing, but like just a mental flush session, right. Yeah. Where it's like regaining ranges of motion or attacking different things like that were lost. Right. Or stopping somebody from rotating too much or whatever it may be. Yeah. So like there's certain ways we can address it in the weight room without them knowing, and then not without them getting them hella sore. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, uh just making those adjustments on the fly that way and just as long as those those adjustments transfer to the the mound yeah essentially yeah um yeah i mean what's what's your take on the weight room side of things for that aspects with with what you're doing because i know you have a huge background on the weight room side Mm -hmm. um what are your kind of favorite go-to things in the weight room to address um an issue
2: yeah i mean i think it's if it's kind of figure out what what the if it's like a physical limitation if it's a physical like if it's a tissue quality thing, right? Like, um, majority of the time
0: it's not though. Right. right majority. Of the time yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, but and if it ends up being that, then yeah, yeah run through, run through t- tissue quality stuff, whether that be like, uh, pressure point stuff, lax wall stuff, whatever the case may be, um, working through full ranges of motion, kind of hitting it that way. Cause more, not more often than not, but like a, a, a decent amount of the time, you can't just cue a guy out of something that he can't get into. Um, especially if like, they're like, we look at it, right? Like going from off season into like spring training, their training completely changes for the most part, right? Like, unless they're still like working with us in doing like our lifts during the season uh, or spring training, and like kind of not have to worry about that. But if those things are changing, like certain orgs are doing different lifts and doing weird things or whatever the case may be, we have to like, be aware of that and then, handle that through like outside communication and like having conversations with the athlete like hey like maybe start basing this into negate this problem or um something along those lines so
0: then let's transfer ashton now you can talk on this like the high school level how Mm -hmm. many times have you had a dad or parent call wanting to do more in season to to fix adjustments right yeah and it happens it happens often too much you know or kids just bang the throwing portion of it all together in season, which mm-hmm. I can see that yeah. to an extent. But if like, if you don't look at like what we actually can offer on the throwing side where you're going to go over a track man report with the kid or his outing or why he did what he did, you know, that's, there's no way to make adjustments then, mm-hmm. you know? So like go talk, let's talk about high school now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a good, good population of high school kids. We work with both you know around the United States with the remote stuff or Colorado, Arizona, whatever it may be. What's kind of like the biggest issue you see mechanically for a high school kid? And what, how do we battle that?
2: We Every high school athlete thinks that if they have a bad outing, it's because of the mechanics. And it's just, really, I, there have been so really? many guys that that shoot me text messages. are like, yeah, I think my mechanics were off on that game. Like I, I what do you think I should change?
0: Or guys just hit the ball. Like,
2: like <laughs> dude, if, unfortunately if you're not throwing 95 plus in high school like you're probably still like but people are going to hit the ball like Mm -hmm. unfortunately you don't have like high end stuff plus or command plus like you're you're probably like here and there you're probably gonna get rocked a little bit it's it's baseball like it's you can't control every single outcome right there's other good players out there yeah um so so uh make problem number one that i see uh is just uh I'm, I want to make this adjustment for absolutely no reason, but I think it's going to make me throw harder. Therefore, I'm going to throw harder, and I'm going to have a better outing because so I'm going to throw a little bit harder. And then they're going to throw like eight, – eight, and if they sit 86 today, they're going to sit like 84 the next game because then they're focusing on mechanics. They're going to walk the house. It just turns Why out – So how do you talk
0: mess. the kid off the ledge from doing that?
2: <laughs> uh, step number one, breathe. <laughs> yeah. Just breathe, dude. Like, take a step back. Take a step back. Look at your entire high school career. Look at look at your summer ball games. Like Look at – You've had good outings in the past. Like, it's probably not your mechanics. You you probably don't, like, you don't throw strike you don't not throw strikes because you your mechanics are bad. Like, you don't throw mm-hmm. strikes because you think it's your mechanics. So it's like, just take a step back, breathe a little bit, and understand that they like, you can do well with what you got in season. And that's a conversation that I have a lot with, with high school guys right now, is that you're in season, bro. Like, you're not going to instantly just, Throw, start throwing five mile, miles an hour in season you're just not yeah. it's unfortunate but but you have to like kind of work with what you got and then turn into pitch mode pitch become really good at pitching like be a really good pitcher um so that's that's like how i kind of have done that this offseason and they
0: they buy in on that
2: yeah for for the sport? Sure. i mean i can think of three guys so far that have and they've had yeah a lot better outings. They don't understand
0: how hard this game actually is on both ends oh, as yeah. a hitter or as a thrower, right? Yeah. Like nobody understands yeah. like both sides. Like if you have a below a three ERA, you're good. That's giving up three runs every nine innings. That's yeah. Now, like we look at our guys like, damn, he gave up three runs yesterday. That's not a good outing right, right, for him. Right. Like you got to remember yeah. that's like a hall of fame career almost damn yeah. near. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you same thing on the, on the hit side, like you go three for 10, you're hitting three hundred. Oh yeah. That's a damn near hall of fame career. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe in high school, but four for 10, let's say, right, right. you know, um, five for 10 in Colorado. No, no, no offense. Um, but it's different. Huh? It's just different. Just different. Yeah. Like it is, okay. right? Maybe you have the altitude, you have the the cold weather. Guys aren't throwing as hard, right? There's not as many kids. So their talent's not as high. Right? It's just all, it's, it's proven, different, just different okay. you know? Um, you know, that's those are things like how hard this game truly is. Like, I'm going through it with my six-year-old right now. It's like, he doesn't understand like why he gets out like dude like you, you hit a rocket to the second baseman, and some somehow the six-year-old caught it like yeah. right you know and somehow he threw it to first and somehow the kid caught it sorry yeah. you know like it's not gonna happen every single time you know yeah. it's it's funny like when you get when i get frustrated is when a kid gets frustrated their parents get frustrated at the process yeah right it's not the results it's the process and when they say mechanics it's that's the result thing in my opinion it's not the process Right. I
1: agree. I'm sure you have some kids too who will do it anyway and mm-hmm. then they have to kind of learn for themselves right and then come back and be like okay well we've tried that and it didn't work and so right. now I need to like yeah yeah stick to that yeah you know yeah it's a little bit and that, I
2: think that comes back to a, another topic is like when everyone looks at like velocity training mm-hmm. especially people who are not extremely well versed or understanding of like how how to throw hard mechanics are like n- they're important to an extent, but there are a bunch of like actually proven things that are going to make you throw harder. Like if you're 14 years old and you are 105 pounds, five foot nine, and just can't do a bodyweight pushup, like don't expect to throw 90. You know there has to be a little bit of reality with, with, with that um and and you look at guys in the big leagues like some guys throw 100 and have horrible mechanics or not horrible mechanics but like to the naked eye like non-efficient mechanics. non-efficient yeah exactly um but i don't know just a
0: little side note yeah i mean you gotta think too like how many guys have great mechanics and don't throw hard and vice yeah. versa you know mechanics like everybody throws different yeah like you have comps you can have all these different things but everybody throws their own certain way yeah. right there's no not one generalized mechanic that makes you throw hard and right. good right is right. it's, it's genetics is one of them 100 like people need to realize that i made a post about this mm-hmm. I saw it, right did it. i was kind really of a dick about it <laughs>
2: it's it's a fact yeah. yeah
0: like genetics is probably the number one factor to be honest with you mm-hmm. like if you want to have a, a good son marry an athletic female or vice versa, you know. I'm not lying. No, you're not lying. You know, like look at look at the the tree line of what's going on with the, the players. Like what's the tree line, what's it called? The family tree. Family tree. <laughs> Thank you. Tree um, line. Yeah. Hey, shut up. <laughs> um, you know, like look at the family tree. What they did. Their mom was probably a track athlete. Their dad is probably a baseball player, a football player, whatever it may be. Right. Soccer player. Who knows? Like, there's some athleticism in there, right? Number two is. You you really need to focus on on your size and strength. Yeah. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. You can't help how tall you are. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the average height in Major League Baseball for a pitcher is what six one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? The average yeah. weight is 220 yeah. 215 now. It was 210 three years ago. Now it's two two fifteen. That's a five pound increase over the last couple of years. So yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. You know, so think about what those guys are doing. The hard work portion. Like you think you're working hard you're not doing majority of the things that make you great. You know, mm-hmm. you might be good, but you're not doing the things that make you be you yeah. great. So right. there's a ton of other factors I've mentioned, but then just controlling the outside stress, right? right. And if you can't if you can't physically control the stress mm-hmm. of the success stress and the poor stress, you're never really going to be good. Like if you, you're just a mental roller coaster. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and I mean that used to be me, <laughs> I got to be honest with you. You know, like, damn, I played right. so well, like just, you know, and then the next day, I'm 05. I'm like, oh, I suck. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I quit. We've all been there, you know. But um, so now going back now, if a dude has a mechanical issue in season, let's say, okay. So player A has a mechanical issue in season. What do we do? Yeah. Without doming them up.
2: Uh, <laughs> step one is, I mean, if you have the resources available to see. Video. Video. I think video is going to tell a huge sign. If you can get from really all angles, side view, rear view, front view, both both rear and, uh, both side views. Um, and if you train them and you have previous video to when they were super successful, throwing really hard, whatever the case may be, um, start by simple comparison, see what's changing, see what looks different. Obviously, things are gonna differ a little bit. There's there's adrenaline going on pretty much every single outing, especially for big leaguers, um, even for high school kids, like it's still a big load for them. Um, that's step one. Number one is, yeah, solve the problem, figure out what may be going wrong. Um, Number two is figuring out, like, where in that chain the issue is going wrong. This is strictly off of, like, mechanical issues, but this can affect, like, stuff as well. Um, And then number three is, like, how are you going to solve that problem? Uh, And (laughs) I think the safest way is is not making it a big deal to the athlete, Um, even if it is. Keep it super simple, and give them small pieces to play with, and then um, watch following out I mean,
0: nine times out of ten, they're gonna correct, auto correct themselves too, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, guys have a full bad year,
2: yeah,
0: right? They don't, you don't think they're battling that year to get better, yeah. You know, um, it's like just like the human body is smart enough to fix an injury. Yeah, let's be honest, it's like yeah. it happens, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the team of the, the uh, elite pitcher is smart enough to figure out a feel yeah. what he needs to do. Yeah. Right. Um, as far as the pro guys stuff, like we can look at video, we can track that down just on YouTube. Yeah. Right. Or they send us that. Yeah. Then we can look at their track data. We can look at their Hawkeye or whatever the stadium has. Yeah. Right. We can look at that. Then we can compare like, oh, you're cutting the ball because of this, yeah. this movement. Right. On the high school side is a little different. We don't have the track man. We don't have all that kind of stuff available to us unless we go to the game and we physically set up the track man yeah. right behind yeah. the plate, which yeah. is we can't do, mm-hmm. you know? And also, like, we have to go to the game and film them every single pitch, right? which is hard for us to do. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, on the high school side, that's a lot harder, you know, because that's – like, guys don't understand at that level. is like you are going to get hit, like we said earlier. The mechanics are going to falter, especially if you're not strong enough, your body's going to break down. So getting strong is key yes,
2: all right continue to stay strong and continue to don't stay strong in season. Season. in season yeah.
0: exactly yeah. and i mean that's beating her <laughs> head against the wall there <laughs> yeah. you know i might i don't don't even start with on that one um you know so like preventing your body from breaking down not just on the injury reduction side of things but just on the on the performance side of things is going to keep you consistent keep, keep you on the field keep you good while you're on the field you know? Yeah. Um, so I think just attacking the strength side and allowing us to do that on that side is probably the most important thing to address a mechanical issue at the high school level. Yeah. Would you agree?
2: Well, without a doubt. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of the same thing. I look back at like my career again and it's like, what points was I not training? Mm-hmm. Right. Like I was in season a few times and like th- there's other guys here that probably could attest to this as well as, uh, I would stop lifting in season here and there and I would have multiple bad, bad outings and an instant, instant thought is like mechanics. Okay.
0: It might be, but... It might be, it, but, why, it, like, but why that? Because you lack something from... Right.
2: There's something missing. like the Stability missing. or whatever yeah. it might be. Right. And the, another big thing is like the body awareness tends to be really high for athletes when they are training. Like when they're mm-hmm. training like... They have more feel. They have an understanding of what positions they're in, what positions they're getting into and getting out of. And when you kind of get away from that and you're just throwing the ball, which you do every single day, stuff can kind of get sloppy. And, like, you start making some, some bled throws and the focus isn't high. Things can change pretty quick, right? Yep. Yeah. Especially if you're not focused on them. Like, actual mechanical changes, like, take, off, take a while. But when things are kind of going down the crapshoot a little bit, you know, you have to look at, look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself
0: what you're doing. Yeah. And it, like you said earlier too, it's, it's not just the mechanics, it's everything you do before you get to the field. Yeah. Right. It's in my, I slept opinion, the night before. Exactly. What you before. Have yeah. you slept? Have you eaten a decently high nu- nutrient dense meal? Yeah. Have you been in the weight room consistently? Yeah. Right. Or is, what's your stress like at home with your wife or your girlfriend or mm. whatever, fiance or whoever it may be. Right you just have a newborn baby? I know last year Gosman went through like three game stretch where his wife had to go get admitted to the hospital because they're they're she was having the baby, right? And Kevin had a I wouldn't even say a bad two, three games. It was just like his wife's about to have labor, like right. give yeah. the guy a break. Like yeah. and then playoffs came and he's back to normal. And yeah. he balled out he's balling out this year, you know, and like people don't realize like those outside factors are probably more of a of a inhibiting factor of the, the mechanical side of things
1: yeah.
0: you know something you don't think about yeah and it's just
1: mine is probably completely elsewhere exactly yeah
0: it's just like oh yeah this game's important but like right taylor's at the at the, the, the hospital i need to get down there and right. get home yeah. you know
1: yeah it's, it's hard it's hard, to,
0: it's hard to uh to do right. um so what now going into like the off season like post actually this summer for college guys what what's kind of our your goal with a day one guy going full full bore on development with us you know what are we going to do do for them why are we going to do it what's what's the number one goal here this offseason or this summer excuse me for college guys
2: yeah yeah uh luckily i mean well not luckily but depending on the guy if they uh if they have tracker reports from in game and and we kind of have the information available uh look at low hanging fruit look at look at what's going to make the biggest difference in their career in the following year. If it's VLO, we we just we hit the hit the OG process of let's let's throw some some VLO on the guy. Um if it looks to be like a guy who's sitting four to six, not necessarily tapped out on velo, but like pretty well developed and just has horrible stuff. Uh main focus is obviously gonna be uh working on pitches and shapes. Um and then if it's a command guy who once again throws hard, um has good stuff, just can't throw a lot of strikes. And that'll be the focus for the majority of the time pretty much everyone will go through like the same first month and a half or so on ramp and then probably some variation of a high intent phase um and then depending on what that last, depending on like what their initial intake looks like then we'll then we'll, we'll kind of change and and alter the the last couple like month or month and a half of exactly what we're going to do but um but yeah that's kind of how it works for the most part um and then again, like if it's a guy who just throws eighty five, he's got a new one, freshman, not going to play a whole lot, and just needs to develop and actually like just get good. Then you know we'll, we'll carry that the way it needs to be carried.
0: Yeah, I mean that's what well, when you look at is like the risk reward thing, right? Mm-hmm. We need like all right, the priority this summer is going to be the weight room or is it going to be the, the mound, mm-hmm. right? And if it's the if it's the mound, like we're going to lay out, you're going to lay out. All right, you're going live here, 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 and then making real-time adjustments throughout because it's alive. who cares like it's not like an actual game you know um if it's weight room side like how are you going to deal with a pitcher that is 85 Mm -hmm. right has pretty decent stuff like how are you going to manage him on the throw side because his main priority probably is going to be the weight room Mm -hmm. movement quality all that kind of stuff what's what's that look like for you yeah
2: so if it's if it's one of those guys and they have like a relatively lengthy on-ramp where they can kind of hammer strength for a while um if there's a lot of like mechanical deficiencies and like we'll we'll kind of hammer that out the first few few weeks first like i'd mm-hmm. say like three to three to six weeks um and then if it's like a super long strength block strength block which it probably you know sounds like it mm-hmm. will be still throw in a VLO phase without a doubt um just because like they need that high that high intent throwing at some point um but whatever it whenever the strength coach decides to taper off into more speed work Things like that. That's probably when we'll we we'll either continue op, continue on with like that extended velo. Maybe throw in a couple of deloads just because the, the the lifting will be super um, super intensive. Um, then you know we'll throw in the deloads. But for the most part, strength can definitely be played hand in hand with like high intent phase um, and velo phase, whatever the case may be. Whatever the whatever the variation of that high intent phase looks like, whether it be mountain velo, uh, pull down, whatever the case is. Um, but if it's a guy who's in that strength phase, like it could probably be uh pull-down phase for a decent portion. And then that's that last little step before lives, they'll probably have a shortened live and then more mountain below work.
0: I look at it this way too, right? Where you have a guy that's throwing 85, you need to put way more into it, yeah. right? You put all in in the weight room and all in on the mountain at the same time, yeah. right? It, yeah. Because you're not going to play at 85, I'm sorry, 85, 86. Yeah, command work
2: probably won't be the focus.
0: Yeah, and... Yeah, you do need to get stronger, number one, but you also do need to throw baseballs hard, number yeah. two, right? Because if you go throw back to campus at throwing 85, 86 as a sophomore, yeah. you're still not going to play. Yeah. So we got to go full send. You got to take care of your body. We got to go full send in the weight room, let that be a high day, and full send on the mound or plyo day, yeah. let that be a high day, right? And be ready for that workload, I think, is yeah. number one thing. And then taper him off going into, into fall where he's going to start fall ball, right? all right, I'm fresh, I'm ready to go. Hopefully we got two ticks out of them, you know. Not promising vila we don't do that. How many times have you heard that?
1: A lot of times.
0: Yeah, do you like my answers like, yeah, we don't promise you anything. That's you-
1: true. Like everyone, like you said, everyone's so different. There's yeah. a million factors that goes in every single person yep. and you can't predict the future.
0: I know I just read these emails like, second. bro. If I could promise VLO, I would be the richest in the yeah. entire world.
1: If you follow, <laughs> like, you could say, like, if we follow everything we're saying, you most likely are going to, but yeah. you've got to, like... Well, we usually do see a right. tick yeah. or two or three sure. or five yeah. or six. It just yeah. De- yeah. yeah, some guys, you guys, know, yeah. Yeah. it it's, just depends, it yeah. which is, like, the worst answer, but it yeah. really does depend.
0: I mean, I know you're collecting data, right, for just, like, looking at, like, the average VLO increases. Yeah. I know you're working on that right now. Like, I would say even over... The past off season, we we saw our big league guys increase below. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: one and a half to two, I would say overall, like average wise. Yeah. Right. And then you look at like high schools are a little bit more, you know, skewed data because they're developing from a freshman to a senior. Right. I hate when people say that. Like, hey, when he started with me in eighth grade, he was throwing seventy eight. Now he's throwing ninety two. Like, no shit. I
2: wonder why. I wonder why. (laughs) You
0: know. Like that's come on, that's We're the worst. Almost. Yeah. You're, you're in a puberty, man. You know, that's like the worst thing, the worst marketing tool ever, but you know, whatever. <laughs> let's get off that. Um, you know, so like looking at the data like over the last six months for a high school kid, right? And what would you say like a good increase in an in average you say I because I don't really know the high school stuff here as much on the throwing side, yeah. like that's all you like? What would you say our average velo increase for a high school group is?
2: Yeah, I think it completely depends on the kid, yeah. because if they are playing in tournaments every Saturday and Sunday, probably not a whole lot. You have to hop in the training world for a little bit. Yep. If you if, if that's what you want, you gotta you gotta kinda hop into it, hop into it. Um for the guys that, that hop into the training world and like say, Hey, like this is the goal and like I'm gonna stick to my high intent days throughout the week and not throw on Saturday and Sunday every single weekend, I would I would if I just, like, throw out a number, I would probably say, like, one and a half to two. It's a it's, lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. And that's the same thing in the weight room. Like, they can do their lifts, and they go to EOS and do extra lifts. Yep, and you wonder why you you're know? not getting better. Exactly. And more is not better. No. Less is more. Yep. But, Ashley, you got anything else? So <laughs> no. that's, that's all I had. Those are my questions. Did I do good? Yeah, that's good. Did I do okay?
2: So yeah. I'm taking notes, everyone, on a... <clears throat> how to ask better questions because dj's really good
0: at that thanks thanks coach <laughs> um yeah if you don't mind guys please rate us on, Inst- or on instagram sorry
1: on, on apple, apple Pod- podcast yep. or spotify
0: spotify you can do ratings mm-hmm. i do not know that yeah do you use spotify or do you use apple
1: i use apple but i use spotify for my music so that doesn't really make sense but
0: well I apple, like apple podcasts separate. are free though do You subscribe, you subscribe. No, I'm
1: subscribed to Spotify, so sp- it doesn't make sense, but I like. The- yeah,
0: do you, you pay for Spotify, but you don't pay for Apple, or you do right. pay for both?
1: No, I don't pay for Apple, but oh, I use like the free podcast Apple. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I just, well, how are you? Content. You Spotify or Apple? Spotify yeah, same, me yeah. too. You listen to your podcast on Spotify?
0: I have recently, lately.
1: I don't know why I don't. But I just go to the little purple thing, and I'm like, oh, I honestly, my I honestly
0: think the Apple Podcast is yeah. easier to use. It's all centralized under one location. It's just yeah, one yeah. app. Yeah. Spotify <laughs> is just like you have to click Spot Podcasts, and yes. it's kind of harder to find what you're looking for. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Apple Podcast is like, takes you right to it. Mm-hmm. It's quite easy.
1: Yeah, for music, Spotify over Apple Music.
0: For sure. What's uh, what are your big summer plans, Andrew? Oh,
1: Wedding man. planning.
2: Oh, jeez, yeah. I'm getting married. Oh, my God. This summer you are? No, in oh. January. I got time. Uh, so Disneyland good. and then um, – Penn. That's it. And you then win training win. athletes.
0: You win the World Series, going to Disneyland? Oh,
2: but dude,
0: don't, we don't want to talk about – let's go Dodgers. Let's <laughs> so
2: go Dodgers. What's your
1: favorite ride at Disneyland? <laughs> Space Mountain. That's
0: a great question. Yeah.
2: Space Mountain and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy at California Adventure.
1: I miss the Tower of Terror, I'm going to be honest. I prefer Tower of Terror 10 times yeah. all the time.
0: Yeah, they took it down and put the so
1: they just switched, they made it all Guardians of the Galaxy, and I've never seen is it the that. same ride,
0: like up and down. Yeah.
1: I've gotta say yeah. though, the ride itself, there's more drops yes, there the Guardians of the Galaxy, but I loved like the old Hollywood, like fr- yeah. like creepy oh, style of yeah. It was sick. They switched that. So like you
0: go through that little little yeah. at the base of it yeah. you go through like the kind of like haunted house style thing yeah
1: and now it's like these little creatures that i don't know How, so i'm just like oh, disneyland, well, or, the disneyland or I disney know. world okay. what do you got on that i mean i've only been to animal kingdom and the like hollywood part of disney world because i used to go to cheer oh. like dance competitions down there yeah nice that's where the nationals are oh, that's true huh so you'd only go to like those two yeah, oh, you been to Disney World? I've been once when I was like four. I don't remember I it all. I think was.
0: Disney World smashes Disneyland. I don't want. It's to just say
1: ten that. times as big.
0: It's just if it's ten times as confusing. Yeah. You know, but you
1: have to take like a day for each.
0: How about Universal Studios? You have been there? I
1: haven't. I've been to the I've one been been California. in California, but not in yeah. Florida. I've been to one in California too. Yeah. Sick. I like it. Yeah. I think well, it's better. Yeah. I remember more, the Harry Potter World though. I, I went a long time ago. Yeah. So I, I for love for Harry Potter.
0: Yeah, as I say, it's yeah, more so for. Yeah. Yeah, for our for our age groups. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Six Flags. Yeah, ever
2: since I, I I just I'm on TikTok too much. I see like danger stories all the time. Wait, I'm really? Roller coasters and stuff. Like I'm what? On. I don't Maybe. know if we <laughs> should
1: even. <Like> getting <laughs> hurt at oh, yeah. Six Flags? Not Six Flags, but I
2: see like. Well, actually,
1: yeah. I think it was
2: majority like of them probably Six it's Flags. It's just like, dude. I I, I don't know. What? I used to I used to love roller coasters and yeah. stuff, and I'm just like I'm, I'm a scary cat. But yeah, you, I'm, like, I'm with you. Give me an example because I love roller coasters. Have yeah. you seen the guy that? um oh god wasn't buckled all the way in. oh my gosh all buckled all the way in on um the one superman one, 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 one.
0: one no it, it wasn't at yeah. six five that i'm thinking but he fell out yeah i'm 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 out on that oh, for no. sure because
1: yeah. i'm already afraid of those things yeah for I mean, your, I've, like, I've been out feeding? and plus they give
0: me massive headaches oh, i'm man. a wimp yeah
1: i can find joy elsewhere i don't even have a water
0: parks you got what you got in water true. parks Love water parks. What <laughs> you,
1: <should. laughs> you got on water parks? Yeah. Especially Best in thing Coastal. in the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I mean. water park do you go to? Water World
0: in Colorado. Biggest water park in the world. Never been or there. Or second. Sorry, the one in Wisconsin is bigger. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm in on You need I to look at water, 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 water parks. Really?
0: It's not that. They're not that great. We don't have
1: any. Yeah, There's we, one out like it's the desert. Off, like the
0: 101, like North Phoenix area. Yeah. Like right there. It's like, it might be a Six Flags actually. Really? Maybe. No. I don't know. But it's, it's actually pretty cool, but yeah. it's not Water World. You guys need to look at Water World. Wow. They need to give us a sponsorship. We this place is doubt. elite. you should have elite. more water parks here where it's 120
1: degrees. I agree. People, so money, that's what the people want. Maybe yeah. that's
0: our next venture.
1: Should we open up a, wa- a water, world water, world, <laughs> water
0: World? Water World. They're actually building. Oh, a you're s- saying Water World. Water World. I
1: thought you were water, world. <laughs> water, 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 <laughs> water World. Water World. Water World. Water
0: same that thing makes in, more
1: you know. sense literally water world yeah look it?
0: up water world and thank me later because when you can go it's i'm talking this place is when we get off air you're gonna google it this is sick <laughs> <laughs> all right that's it all guys right. that ends. we gotta look at water world